Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Ball. Uh, welcome back here today. We are going to be talking about an uh, interesting topic that Aurora uh, came up with uh, while we were watching some classic Disney movies here. Yes, because we are not above we're not above watching children's movies. We're not above watching cartoons, uh, old classics uh, that we used to watch as kids. We are not above that. We enjoy our childhood. You're as young as you feel and we feel pretty young quite a bit and people think we're immature at times but we're gonna skip over that and uh talk about some disney dark and adult moments we didn't see as kids or did we and so the thought of this uh which is is something that again aurora uh, conspired on her own was that watching these disney films uh, Aurora was able to see certain things. She made certain comments. She asked me different questions, and there's plenty of times that I was like, "Oh, you know what? Wow, you do- you noticed that, didn't you?" And she did, but she didn't think about it the right way. And so we're going to talk about some of the psychology aspects of this, and and very interesting uh, to me what some of these Disney films may have done, um, you know, psychologically to you know, not just mine, but other people's, um, you know, an influence on, on their, their upbringing influence on, uh, you know, what, how they developed in life and, and what they uh, chose to do in their life. So, uh, interestingly enough, we found a few things that I thought, um, could have paralleled with that. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, we will go ahead and jump into it. Uh, again, like I said, Aurora was, getting really dark into this she had some very dark uh ideas and moments and uh it was like wow we okay too much disney for you because she was ruining the concepts that disney had set up from a childhood standpoint um so some some of these concepts you know are are more subtle right some are more subtle than others uh when it comes down to it but it's those that you can still see based on kids subtle reactions that show it still affected them and, and you may not really have known it you know and thinking back to my childhood there, there's things that i think definitely affected me that i didn't really know or wasn't really aware of uh, but i showed it through my actions as far as like wanting to watch that film again you know there's a difference between people saying oh yeah i used to watch that over and over and over i loved that as a kid and oh yeah i watched that that's a good disney movie there's a difference there and a big difference but people don't really realize it um at least for what it is. So, first one that we'll talk about, uh, actually the first couple we'll talk about, is a couple of on-screen parent deaths, okay? Now, I know many of you are probably thinking of what these are. Um, One, definitely for sure, because it's been scrutinized a little bit more by Disney uh, in what they did. But, the first one is Mufasa's death in The Lion King. And this is the one you may not have thought of right off the bat, um, but very different way disney approached this to the other one and i think it shows so think about the other one as bambi's mom being shot and killed on screen right so again these are very different deaths and when we were watching them it was very interesting to see aurora's concepts how aurora thought about these movies and think about it from my childhood and 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 look back on your childhood as well the lion king is many kids 
favorite movie. You know, there, there are many kids out there that The Lion King is one of their favorite movies, right? It was one of my favorites for sure. You know, all the different animals and things like that. And we, we love animals. Clearly, clearly, we love animals here on the podcast. Um, but, you know, The Lion King, like I said, was a favorite for many kids. Bambi, on the other hand, I've never been told, I've never remembered being told to me that Bambi was someone's favorite growing up. That a child wanted to watch Bambi over and over again. And as we know nowadays from most children, when they see a movie they like, they will watch it continuously and be absolutely fine watching it over and over. However... Bambi was not that case. I, I have yet to see or hear of someone that, oh, Bambi is my favorite or was one of my favorites growing up. You don't hear that. I think psychologically that tells you something, right? That does say something there. Uh, you know, whereas looking at The Lion King, kids will watch The Lion King over and over. Kids really enjoy Lion King. Uh, they they will watch it over and over. It was one of their favorites. Uh, you know, some kids will say it was one of their favorites. Not everyone, obviously, because to each their own, right? But I only watched Bambi one time as a kid. You know, on the old school VHS, I only watched Bambi one time, and I never watched it after that. I never asked my parents to watch it. I'd rather watch something different. You know, and and I think this tells me, tells us, something to think about psychologically when it comes to how Disney did the two different deaths and the thoughts of them. Because both are dark, both parents are dying, essentially. However, look at how it happens. Mufasa dies from being heroic and is shown laying on the ground dead beside Simba, and Simba's not alone. There's another adult there with him, okay? Multiple concepts that change the aspect, the atmosphere of what happens here. Now, however, Bambi's mom, she's shown laying on the ground with her blood pouring under the snow, okay? There's blood all over the snow, and Bambi alone, just Bambi with her dead mother, curled up beside her. Guys, that is so different, so different. And while many of us don't understand what children think or feel, we don't understand what they really comprehend at different ages, I think it shows that, yes, Bambi was a very dark film, and I think kids understood and picked up on all these subtle things that we may not have known when we were children, but we realized in the back of our mind that's really bad. That's awful. That's horrible. I don't want to watch that. That's really sad. Whereas Mufasa's death was more palatable. There were subtle things that made it something that you could comprehend, you could handle and manage, and continue to watch it again later. So I think there's two different types of deaths here, and the subtleties was a good teaching moment of kids being able to handle death and things like that. Whereas with Bambi, again, she's all alone. And her mom's got blood on the snow. Very, very different, guys. Take a look at the two images. You know, Go online, look at the images of the two deaths, and 
you will know what I'm talking about. It just lays a completely different picture that I believe kids really picked up on more than we think. Now, next up, Toy Story 3, the incinerator scene in Toy Story 3. Now, Toy Story started off really great, very beloved film by many people, one of the first Pixar, well, the first Pixar uh, film with Disney there. And, man, it was lighthearted. It was such a good film for so many people. I mean, the characters, the the humor, it was great. The concept was great. Um, but Woody and his friends in Toy Story 3, they get put into an incinerator. And after a little bit of time struggling, realize they're not going to be able to get out. They're not going to be able to make it out of the incinerator. And they start to hold hands and accept death coming to them this is the first time and maybe one of the only times that disney has had an animated character of any kind like succumb to death give up and and give in to dying this makes a sense this makes sense you know as toy story 3 is the least watched of the films if you look at it you know, I've got two nieces right now, and they love Toy Story 1 and 2. They hardly ever ask to watch Toy Story 3. They don't want to. This, to me, would be a reason why. Because that feeling, you can you can feel it. You can feel the air sink out of that um, the, the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really sad. So, I again, I think it's something that's subtle. That you may not watch as a, a, a adult and understand, but I do think kids might be the same way where they're watching it. And it's like they understand. Wow, this is the saddest thing. One of the saddest things that they're ready to die. They've accepted they're gonna die. I think children understand this more than we want to believe. Because, like I said, think about Toy Story. Think about kids that you have, kids you've been around. Even when you were a kid, if you watched these as kids, Toy Story 3 is not the favorite. And it's not watched nearly as much as 1 and 2. That tells me something. And I think this scene changed it all. And it's the main reason why. Now, Dumbo is another one, right? Dumbo's another one and done for me as a kid. I uh, really only watched it one time, I believe, on the old VHS player again. Um, and I've seen it with new children, too, that it's a one and done type of thing. Dumbo's drunken scene is subtle for the reasoning behind it. You know, the reasoning behind why he's drunk and why he starts to hallucinate is subtle. However, the hallucinations themselves are not subtle. And so I think that in this situation, this is something that a lot of kids will be pushed away by. A lot of kids will be spooked from. Uh, it will it will definitely hurt them, affect them. From a messaging standpoint, I think subtly in the back of their mind, it does create a sense of letting children know, wow, that's not good. That stuff's not good. And so, yes, applause to Disney for a subtle way of getting kids to not want to drink or not get drunk and later on i honestly think psychologically it could affect and impact that um i personally don't drink we don't drink here on the podcast and uh i think this could be one of those situations that kind of scarred it from us in the beginning 
Um, obviously, there's things that will change it later on. You make different life choices, but um, we never did. We continue to stick with that, and this may have been the thing that set us on that path. So very interesting there to think about it that way because I do believe children understand that. Now, Alice in Wonderland, you know, it was it was a lot more drug-focused, you know, so smoking hookah and shrooms and, and things like that. Again, subtle reasons behind it. You know, kids didn't really think of, oh, that's hookah. They, they didn't know what hookah is. All they know is it's a smoke. It's something that's smoke. It's uh, some type of smoke item, element. And then uh, the shrooms, you know, they, they just, I mean, mushrooms, you know, whatever. So subtle reasonings, again, behind the, the reasons for the trippiness and the trippy vibes and things, but the bright colors and trippy vibe is there just like Dumbo. The really bright colors from the hallucinations of Dumbo are bright colors that are shown there again in Alice in Wonderland. And so I think that this has the same type of feel to it, does the same subtle messaging, However, it's not really apparent as to exactly what is causing that feeling to happen. Now, I think that Pinocchio is not so subtle reasoning for them, uh, you know, when they turned into donkeys. You had these kids that turned into donkeys. We're not going to use the other word, but obviously you guys know what other word we're talking about. Little butts. Um... So in-your-face reasoning for them, I mean, th this was blatantly in-your-face. You know, they smoke cigars, they, they drink beer, uh, they, they uh, you know, I think use some maybe some foul language, something like that. But those things directly impact them. Those things, it's thrown into your face that because they're doing those bad things that they're not supposed to do, it's turning them into donkeys, okay? And it's shown in your face, smoking and drinking will turn you into a donkey. So that is something that's not so subtle right? And again, Pinocchio was one of those ones where, hey, I only watched it one time. I do not remember watching it multiple times. It was not really a favorite growing up. Um, so definitely interesting here, the subtle feelings. And by no means are we on the podcast sitting there saying, oh, don't let your kids watch these movies. Don't let your kids watch the Disney movies. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you have to, you do need to think about the subtle messaging that's going on here and be able and willing to talk to your children about these things if you do allow them to watch it. Um, I know I would probably allow my kids to watch all of these films because they're classics. They are part of my childhood. Um, I don't think I'm, you know, scarred by any means by watching any of these. So uh, I, I think I would have my children watch it as well. But I would talk to them and see what they're taking away from this and try and understand it, uh, so that nothing is missed in that childhood for them to understand what's going on. Now, thinking about it though, if you look at it, Dumbo and Alice in Wonderland. Think about some of the kids and some of the people that really get into some of these things at a young age, okay? Hookah and, and shrooms and, and things like that. Think about kids that, you know, and we're not sitting here talking about, oh, something's right or something's wrong, but just thinking about different lifestyles, right? Kids that will be, um, you know, wanting to get piercings in places other than their ears, uh, kids that want to, you know, brightly color their hair, right? They want those bright colors in their hair and things like that, Um Similar colors like you see in the hallucinations from Dumbo. Um, so, like, you know, it's it's similar colors from the hallucinations in Dumbo. It's similar colors from Alice in Wonderland that these people will be putting in their hair, right? So, the hair, the different piercings, the, the colorful tattoos, right? They want tattoos. They want color on them, right? Um, so, so these are aspects and what goes along with a lot of those, uh, 
elements of life typically that has uh, people who who drink, uh, people who uh, smoke, uh, sometimes do drugs recreationally, uh, recreational drugs, things like that. So those things, those aspects that kids may get into a little bit younger, to me, and it's not necessarily a stereotype, it's just something that's seen out there is that sometimes there are kids that are artistic and they love bright colors and things like that. Um, and that aspect of it, it's interesting to me because the bright colors, the things like that, you want your hair bright and colorful and all these things. It's interesting to me because those same colors are probably from kids that were, they're still artistic. They loved those colors as a kid. They watched these movies and thought, oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love those bright colors. I love it. And they grew to like these scenes in Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo. They liked these scenes so much that it became something to them that was a positive, right? And so then they went after and sought that that lifestyle because to them it wasn't a bad thing. It was it was a good thing. It was an okay thing. It was colorful. It was beautiful. Um, so just something interesting to think about psychologically. There, you know, it doesn't. Again, we're not saying if something's right or wrong. Um, you know, I mean, people do whatever they want to do and make their own decisions. However, thinking about this, what what decisions did they really make? Or what influences actually helped them to make those decisions? What influences actually did that? Are there kids that I don't, that I haven't talked to, that I don't know, but if I talk to them, they really loved Alice in Wonderland. They loved Dumbo. They loved the hallucination scenes. Like, are there kids that really enjoyed that? And are those adults now that do drugs recreationally um do they drink a little more often than others or even just you know it's a regular thing to drink it's regular for them um <clears throat> you know do they smoke things like that is there a correlation there i think it'd be very interesting to see because i can see how this would happen um you know especially when you look at the kids that get color in their hair and the adults that do it nowadays and stuff those are people that i really think hey if you ask some girl, you go into McDonald's or whatever, and you see some girl with, you know, bright blue hair, right? I mean, I'm talking Avatar blue, you know, Pandora blue. Like, you go in there, you see this hair, and you ask them, you know, what did you think about Alice in Wonderland growing up? They probably loved Alice in Wonderland growing up. I'm just thinking, because the bright colors match that, right? So it's interesting to see, uh, definitely something to think about. Uh, when it comes to you know drugs, drinking, those types of things, Dumbo, uh, Alice in Wonderland, and Pinocchio are definitely the things that kind of stick out from that standpoint. Now, some are subtle enough not to impact viewers. And so the, you won't even notice it. You will not even notice it. Even as an adult, you have a hard time noticing it. Trying to look for it, you won't notice it. Kids are more visual than anything, okay? And in Tarzan, Clayton, the antagonist in Tarzan, is hung, okay? He is hung by, you know, slashing these vines, and then all of a sudden he falls, and he gets hung by a, another vine that he didn't end up cutting. And when he falls, we don't see him hanging. We don't see him hanging. All we see is Tarzan hit the ground, and we see the machete that Clayton was handling to cut the vines go into the ground. Interestingly enough, I never noticed this. Never noticed this until much later on. 
not as an adult, you can see the shadow of Clayton being hung. You can see it hanging. You can see his legs and his body hanging in midair. You can see the shadow of it on the tree behind Tarzan. It's so subtle as a shadow that children don't notice it. I barely noticed it. Even as a teenager watching the movie, I didn't notice it. I did not notice it until I was an adult. And I actually noticed it, but it was very subtle again. So, wow. It's like, oh, wow. Wow, that's actually there. Okay. And then I moved on because, again, it's a shadow. It's not the actual person. So definitely, definitely changes the entire concept, the entire tone right there where it's subtle enough that not even children understand what's going on there. And that's why Tarzan, again, was a big favorite to a lot of people. I know people that that was one of their favorites, if not their favorite Disney movie, is one of my favorites growing up. Um, and Aurora never noticed it as well. I asked her, did you catch that? And I told her what happened. She was like, oh my God, I didn't notice that, Dad. And so she freaked out. But um, we calmed her down. She understood that Clayton was a bad guy, and it's okay. So, Peter Pan. Another one, pipe smoking during the natives scene, right? It was subtle enough because basically all it showed was the kids getting a little sick. You know, they got green in the face and things like that. They looked a little sick afterward, but nothing like Dumbo, nothing like Alice in Wonderland. There wasn't big vibrant colors. There wasn't big giant hallucinations or anything like that. It was just a quick little, oh, this makes you sick. It makes you not feel good. And then boom, moving on, right? So subtle, subtle messaging that children, I don't believe, picked up on. Because I didn't. Peter Pan was a really great film when I was a kid. I watched it over and over, loved it. And I, that never really stuck out to me. Never really stuck out um, as something that was like, oh my gosh, that's dark. That's negative. Children, I believe, will want to shy away from dark moments, sad moments, things like that. Now, with these colorful hallucinations and things, it can make these some of these things that could be dark messages look and seem fun at times for children, and that, it, it depends on the child. But some of them can take it that way. And if they do, we need to be cautious of that and understand that maybe something is not letting them make their own decision and it's something that's influencing them, right? That's the only thing that we're trying to highlight here is that you need to be aware of all the different things that can be impacting your kids subtly when you're watching these movies and things like that. And you do have to be careful, but at the same time, I wouldn't shy away from it. I would just make sure you stay communicative uh, with your kids and things like that and understand what's going on there. But, yeah, what did you guys think? I mean, the, so these are the examples we have. Obviously, there's a few others, but we didn't really touch on those. Um, you know, these are some of the, the more iconic, some of the bigger ones, the bigger brands, the bigger classic type brands that you hear about and, and we know from, from Disney over the years. And so, you know, it's just very interesting uh, to see, I think, you know, I think back to it, you know, 101 Dalmatians was one of those ones I didn't really watch multiple times again, you know, and that's Cruella, Cruella, the smoking that Cruella had, it was just, she was disgusting, she was vile to me. You know, she was anorexic looking. Uh, she didn't look healthy at all. And the smoking and stuff made her look, you know, sick. I mean, she looks sick as a person to, to think about. So I think that was another one there. So what did you guys think? You know, what did you think about some of these? Um, do you think that we're thinking about this a little too much? Or do you think this subtle 
these subtle aspects actually do stick with these children and maybe impacted people even as adults. Some of this messaging started that influence to set them on certain paths later on. Uh, I think it's definitely something plausible and something to think about here. And Aurora was is very careful because she doesn't want to go to the dark side uh, of everything, whether it's Disney or what. She doesn't want to go to that dark side. She likes to dabble in it but doesn't want to go completely to the dark side. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, we'll hop off here let you guys get back to your day. Um, what did you think about it? What did you think about the podcast? You see our email, Facebook, below. Please like, share, subscribe, and uh, reach out to us uh, if we can improve anything on the channel. All right? Thanks so much, guys. You'll hear from us next week.